Hello. So, hmm, how, how, well, obviously you've seen the title of the episode. How do I say this without going into too much detail and making myself look foolish? So as I was pressing edit last week, or rather earlier on in August, I found the text of the uh, office of the coroner, as in the official Corn Torius 1276 or the office of the coroner. So I found a statute book from 1761 called Statutes at Large. As always, I'll read out the act in full, but I'll do that at the end. And the act itself describes the role of the coroner in medieval England. So, for example, one of the things it says is if he comes across someone dead or wounded or a treasure, he will command four or five people in neighbouring areas to appear before him. And when they come, the coroner will then inquire under oath in the manner, did they know the person? If so, who do they think is culpable? And those who are suggested culpable should be taken by the sheriff and delivered to the gallow. Those who are found not to be culpable should be written in rules until the coming of the justices, as in the, the kind of the travelling eerie. When someone is identified, it's up to the coroner to identify his wealth and goods, i.e. how much land he has, how much he's worth, and the land shall remain in the king's hands until the lords of the fee have made a fine for it. So it kind of it's up to the coroner to kind of help with the kind of basically the fining process. Also, the role of the coroner is to investigate persons drowned or sudden deaths, i.e. suicides, or if treasure is found. So rape is kind of mentioned um, with a differentiation between a hue and cry, whether it's been declared or not. So if a cry is declared, as in if someone has noticed this happening, then there's going to be more pledges, and pledges or members of the village will be required to make sure the individual attends court. If there's no cry, then less. So it was four or five pledges in the case of a cry and two pledges when no cry. It's basically the idea that more kind of people will be tasked to bring this person to justice if there was a hue and cry. So wounding is also covered and they make a distinction between waiting to see how severe the wounds are and then identifying kind of pledges depending on the severity. So I think I've covered pledges in the last one. Basically pledges were people, every kind of judicial area had a hundred. So they had like numbers of people who would be required to kind of watch criminals or kind of bring them forward. It was kind of a kind of communal justice system. So pledges are kind of members of that hundred, effectively. They're individuals whose task it is to ensure that someone effectively attends. And if they don't, they feel to, they can be fined as a group or the whole hundred can be fined. So it's kind of a collective punishment almost, just in a kind of very judicial way. So if an individual attacked, or is wounded is died, the defendant should be kept and be attached by four or fix. Fix is old English for basically five pledges. If it be for maim, he shall uh, there'll be no less than four pledges. If it's for a small wound, if it be for a small wound, two pledges shall suffice. So the wounds, the depth, the breadth, the number of locations would also be noted in case there was any appeals. And wreck of the sea. Basically, whenever one of these is found, it should be delivered to the town and the pledges will be attached to it. And if anyone is suspected of planning murder or danger in life, he sh too shall be imprisoned. And there's a bit of kind of work on clarifying the hue and cry. It basically states, in like manner, hue shall be levied for all murderers, as in murderers, burglaries, and for men flain or in peril to be flain, as otherwise is uffed.
in England and all shall follow the hue and steps as near as can be. He that doth not and is convicted therefore shall be attached to be before the justice of the gallow. So basically if you're seen not to be involving yourself in the hue and cry, you can be culpable. So yeah, if I was going to summarise the official quorum Torius as in the office of the coroner, it's basically a rule book. It's, it's almost a very, very small document that you can kind of pick up as someone who doesn't really know this and kind of the information's there really for you. I can see someone with limited experience of the role consulting this for consistency, kind of making clear steps what to do. It's also very much linking up the communal nature of justice at this point. So everyone has a role to play, be it the hue and cry or being a pledge. So yeah, if, if I was going to kind of reference the policy cycle again, you've kind of got a situation where got, you know, a position that's kind of separate from the sheriff. So what is the need for the policy formulation? Well, there needs to be consistency, and, and this very much is kind of a clear rulebook for consistency. So, you know, to do consistency, you want to pass this law. This law, therefore, is passed, and um, it's kind of monitored to see, you know, if there's any problems with it kind of going forward, and as, as later kind of justices and laws, legal laws are brought forward, that, that's kind of changed. So that, that's kind of reference the policy cycle, if that helps the policy formulation decision-making implementation evaluation setting so it's an interesting piece it certainly is i think i've kept this really short because i've kind of went in detail about the role of the coroner itself so yeah um what else can i say but read it in detail and if you just bear with me i'll do that now So again, um, this is this is me reading the statute, um, and hopefully there isn't too much of this. It's, it's quite a small statute. So, a statute de officional quorum and it's from twelve seventy six. So, a coroner of our lord the king ought to inquire of their things, if he be certified by the king's bailiffs or other honest men of the country. First, he shall go to the places where any be slain or suddenly dead or wounded, or where houses are broken, or where treasure is fade to be found, and shall forthwith with commands for the next towns or five or fix to appear before him in such a place, and when they come hither, the coroner upon the oath of them shall inquire in this manner, that it to wit, if they know whether the person who was slain whether it be in any house, field, bed, tavern, or company, and who were there. Likewise, it will be inquired who were culpable either of the act or the force, and who were present, either men or women, and of what age, forever they be, and how many forever be found culpable by inquisition in any of the matters aforesaid. They shall be taken and delivered to the sheriff, and shall be committed to the gallow. And such as be found in, and be not culpable, shall be attached until the coming of the justices, and their name shall be written in the rolls. If it fortunate any such man be slain, which is found in the fields or in the woods, it is to be inquired whether he was slain in the same place or not. And if he were brought and laid there, they shall do much as they can to follow their steps. The 
brought the body thither, whether he was brought upon horse or in cart, it shall be inquired also if the dead person were no one, or else a stranger, and where he lay the night before, and if any be found couple of the murder, the coroner shall immediately go unto his house and shall inquire what goods he has and what corn he has in his grange. And if he be a freeman, they shall inquire how much land he hath and what it is worth yearly and further what corn he hath upon the ground. And when they have thus inquired upon everything, they shall cause all the land corn goods to be valued in like manner as if they thought as as if they should be found inconsistent and therefore they should be delivered to the whole township which shall be answerable before the justices for all and likewise of this freehold how much it is worth yearly over and above the services due to the lords of the fee and the land shall remain in the king's hands until the lords of the fee have made fine for it and immediately upon the things being inquired, the bodies of such persons being dead or slain shall be buried. In like manner it is to be inquired of them that be drowned or suddenly dead, and after such bodies are to be fiend, whether they were found drowned or slain, or strangled by the sign of a cord, tied around their necks, or about any of their members, or upon other hurt wound upon their bodies, whereupon they shall proceed in the form above. And if they were not slain, then all the coroner do attach the finders, and all other in the company. A coroner ought to inquire of treasure that is found, who were the finders, and likewise who is suspected therefore and that may be well perceived where one liveth riotously hunting taverns and has done for a long time hereupon he may be attached for his suspicions by four or fix or more pledges if he may be found furthermore if any be appealed of rape he must be attached if the appeal be freth and must fee apparent sign of truth by effusion of blood or an open cry made, and foot shall be attached by four or fixed pledges if they may be found. If the appeal were without cry or without any manifestation sign or token, two pledges shall be sufficient upon appeal of wounds and such like, especially if the wounds be mortal, the parties appealed shall be taken immediately and kept until it be known perfectly whether he that is hurt shall recover or not. And if he die, the defendant shall be kept. And if he recover health, then they should be attached by four or fixed pledges after as the wound is great or small. If it be for a maim, he shall find no less than four pledges. If it be for a small wound, two pledges shall suffice. Also, all wounds ought to be viewed, the length, breadth, and deepness, and with what weapons and of what part of the body the wound or hurt is. 
and how many be culpable, and how many wounds there be, and who gave the wounds. All of these things must be enrolled in the will of the coroners. Moreover, if any be appealed of any act done as principal, they that be appealed of the force shall be attached aloft and fairly kept and kept in ward until the principal be attained or delivered. And then concerning horse, boats, carts, whereby any are slain, that properly called Dedans, they shall be valued and delivered unto the towns as before. Concerning wreck of the sea, wherever it be found, if any lay hands on it, he shall be attached to sufficient pledges, and the price of the wreck shall be valued and delivered to the towns. If any be suspected of the death of any man being in danger of life, he shall be taken imprisoned as before. In like manner, hue shall be levied for all murderers, hue as in hue and cry, hue shall be levied for all murderers, burglars, and for men slain, or in peril of being slain, or otherwise oofed in England, and all shall follow the hue and steps as near as they can, and he that doth not, and is convicted thereupon, shall be attached to be before the justice of the gallow. That was a nice short episode this week. As usual, if there's anything you want me to do, let me know. I intend to kind of float around the medieval period for a little bit longer. I'll state there may be a name change coming. Can I keep an eye on that? And yeah, so my intention is probably statue begging me next. But we'll see how it goes. So thank you for listening. Have a nice day. And yeah, keep well. <laughs>